Welcome to Vineyard Church Dungannon, a place where lives are being changed. The following message was given at one of our Sunday gatherings. For more information, visit vineyarddungannon.co.uk. I'm really conscious, just really aware of the presence of God with us this morning in the room. Um, Not that he isn't always. So I really want to leave some space for more worship. So this is going to be a super, super, super short talk. (laughs) Ashley. Just because I really want to leave space and... um, but I do want to. I do want to guide us a bit. So that's what why I do want to still do talk about some of the things that I have prepared this morning. I was thinking uh, this week about what is worship. Now we talk a lot about worship, and in particular in these hungry first mornings, we leave space for more worship. And for some of you, you may be thinking, well, what does that even mean? Or, and even if you've been around the vineyard for a long time, it's still, you might think, I don't really, I don't really understand that language. Is it just the songs we sing? Is that just simply worship? Because we talk about the worship band or the worship leaders. Is it just the words that we sing together? Is that only what worship is? And, and what I would say is that is not just what worship is. Yes, that is a huge part of what worship is because we get to do the singing bit together. There's so many other elements of worship and that we don't get to do together. But worship is really the aligning of our hearts and our minds and our whole beings in adoration of God. Um, I can't remember what I was watching recently. My memory's really bad. I have a menopausal brain and that's a real thing and I really don't remember so many things. But I was watching something and they were talking about if you go off, like, oh, I know what it was. It was Grand Designs and there was this guy was making this amazing house out of wood. And he had, it was like this triangular roof, but he was doing the internal framework all himself. And what he said was that he had, was out by one degree and it knocked the whole thing off because of the size of the roof. And this one degree meant he had to like ticket everything all back and he had to remeasure his wood. Billy, you'll understand this as a builder. You had to remeasure all his wood. He had to redo a huge part of this because if he'd kept this one degree off, it would have meant that one of the bedrooms in the top floor wouldn't have been usable because it would have been too low. And that just really reminded me of this whole idea of aligning our hearts you see, it's so easy to become re- on just offline just a wee bit. It's so easy for our lives just to become just not as focused on God and not as aligned to him and to his will for our lives and to be immersed fully in his love and gaze as we, as we should be and all of that. We can, just, we can just look away ever so slightly and that be enough to just take us right off course. It just takes us off course enough that, that yes, we love God and yes, we're for him. But this idea of our, our, our lives and our loves can so easily become disordered. And if when we give God the proper place in our hearts and in our devotion, it affects everything. It, it affects how we think. It affects the decisions we make. It affects how we make our decisions. And worship is continually over and over again choosing selflessness. And we see this modeled in Jesus' life on earth. Worship is much more than singing songs together. But worship is that we all worship something in our lives. Our lives are wired. We are created to worship. And we will worship something else. If it's not God, we will worship something else. 
And it's very easy to see in people's lives what they worship because we worship what we love. A child who loves unicorns, guess what? Everything they have will have unicorns on it. Isn't that right? If you love, Ezra, do you love unicorns? You love dinosaurs, don't you? Yeah, and pirates. So we all know, don't we? We all know that Ezra loves dinosaurs and pirates because he usually has them with him on a Sunday and we, we know that about him. And, Ezra, and we, like the other kids, we know things about them. We know that uh, Lily Flo likes rainbows and unicorns, don't you, Lily Flo? Yeah, we know that because Lily has unicorns and all those things with her. And it's easy to look around us even, so just don't look at the young people and the children in the room, guys, and think you're getting off scot-free. You know, it's easy to look at people's lives. We know what football teams people support because they talk about them every Sunday. Um, we know that people, we know what people love in their lives because we, we can see people's lives and we can see that they, they love their careers because they get the certain status from that. And it's status that actually is what their worship and their love is orientated towards. Or for some people, it's the security they get from their bank balance, or it's the attentions that they get from other people, from their nice clothes or, or whatever. And none of these things are bad in, in themselves. There's nothing wrong with having a career and having a house and having nice clothes or loving unicorns or dinosaurs. There's nothing wrong with those things. But it's whenever our, our loves become disordered and off kilter that then that is whenever we begin to worship other things rather than God. I want you to take a moment of quiet reflection. What do you love? What do you love? You see, I, I did this recently in a, in a prayer exercise, and I became aware of how easily some of my loves have become disordered. And in sitting time with Jesus, he just, the Holy Spirit began to, just gently as he does, he began to show me how some of my loves would become disordered, how, how I began to trust in other things instead of him, how I become to put value on, on other things more than my value on him and the things of God and the things of the kingdom. The Apostle Paul, he wrestles with all of this in Romans 7, and he says, I want to obey God, and I want to do God's I want to live my life God's way, but still I sin. And he talks about this wrestling. With I, I want to do what I ought to do, but I can't do what I ought to do. And I'm doing things I don't want to do. And, and he goes on and on and on about this in Romans 7. But you can feel the frustration. You can feel the wrestling. And he's going, I don't want to live my life like this. I know I want to live a different way. I want to live my life for God. I want to live my life wholeheartedly in abandonment and in worship to him. But yet I still wrestle with with my flesh, I still wrestle with being human. I still wrestle with all the things that all of us in this room wrestle with. So what do we love? You see, we long to love God, don't we? That would be the answer. I imagine if I went round to each of you and talked to you that actually your desire, your deep desire is like Paul's. Your deep desire is that you want to love God. You do love God. But you want to love him, you do want to love him wholeheartedly. You want to love him with the surrender that Hannah led us in. That's our desire. That's why you come here on a Sunday morning. That's why you're part of this church family. That's why you show up and serve on a team, whether that's here on a Sunday or on Thursday at Reach or 
to help with the youth on a Sunday night, that you show up because you long to love and serve God. You desire, your desire is for God, but yet at the same time you realize that your life doesn't always reflect that desire. So how do we reorder our loves? Well, it's a lot like reordering anything in our lives. If your spending is all over the place, right? And if there's too much month and not enough money, what do you do? You set a budget, don't you? Yes, you do. Yeah, everybody shake nod their heads. That's what you do. The old banker and me is coming out here. You set a budget. You set a budget. And that's how you reorder your finances. You come up with a plan and you reorder your finances and you stick to it. If you've been to the doctor and got your blood taken recently and your cholesterol isn't in a good place, what do you do? You reorder your lifestyle around eating more healthily so that you can bring down your cholesterol. If you're unmotivated in your job and career and you feel a wee bit lost and you're not sure what the next 10 years of your life looks like or 20 years of your life, you think to yourself, oh, maybe get myself a life coach because that's, again, you're going to help order your life around the things that you desire. Just because something is disordered doesn't mean it has to stay that way. That's the good news this morning. How do we reorder our lives around God? Well, we love what we worship. There's a shift that happens in our heart, just like when we begin to reorder our finances or reorder our health or whatever, is that when we begin to prioritize worship and we begin to we make this intentional decision that I am going to orientate myself, I'm going to align myself to look straight at Jesus and I'm going to worship him then after a while, what started as a discipline becomes a delight. It becomes a delight. And what begins as an intentional realignment becomes the true direction of our entire lives. A life of worship is more than just singing songs. It's humbling ourselves before God. In sung worship, yes, it's coming together as a family of God under Christ's kingship. And this is what we do on a Sunday morning. We come together as a family of God under Christ our King. And that's a humbling thing. But it's so important and it's a vital part of the full life of worship that we build. We want our whole lives to be worship, but it begins sometimes here on a Sunday. It doesn't end here. But what we get to do together and singing songs together and then realigning ourselves, I see this time together as a realignment. It's a, it's a refocusing and it's bringing everything back into how it should be under the love and gaze of our Father with the gentle, gentle correction of the Holy Spirit who comes alongside us and shows us what we need to tweak, what we need to change, where we're just that one degree out that's making all the difference. I want to invite the worship team back up. I really did keep my talk short. This morning, I wanted to create space and time for us in this whole service. And from start to right now, we've been worshiping. All of it's worship. Even as we're talking about our announcements and, and the values and the things that we've planned into the church calendar so that we can be realigned and focused on God. All of those things matter. All of those are worship. As the kids are drawing and hearing from God, all of it worship. And in recent weeks, 
Why don't you stand with me? In recent weeks, as we have worshipped together here on a Sunday morning, and in our times of worship, I have really sensed a bubbling. It's like this bubbling desire. I can, it's like I can feel this bubbling under the surface when we're singing songs. And sometimes it almost feels like, I think some of you want to let a big, yo-ho, out of you, or something. <laughs> but it's like I can, I can feel this bubbling up of a, a longing, a desire to worship and more freedom and with more abandonment, but also just in, in simple, sweet authenticity. And I want to just create some space for that this morning, just to see what the Holy Spirit wants to do with us. This is not about typing anything up, but this is really about creating space for you to worship in spirit and in truth. Now, there's cushions here around the cross. If you want to come and kneel, you can do that. If you want to sit where you are, you can do that. If you want to stand, if you want to make, move around the space around the back, whatever way you are comfortable, whatever way helps you to connect with God, then you're free to do that in the space. Let me read Psalm 63. You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. In a dry and parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the finest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. On my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. Because you are my help. I will sing in the shadow of your wings. I will cling to you. Your right hand upholds me. Thanks for listening to this message. For all the latest information on what's happening in the life of our church, visit vineyarddungannon.co.uk.